Hi, this is Shauna Vader Blau, host of the Solidarity Center podcast. I wanted to share an update on and a great victory for the Brazilian community we featured here last year. When a huge waterway project from the Brazilian government meant blasting and dredging a key section of a tropical wetlands in South America, labor leaders joined with community activists to stand up to the Brazilian government and demand an end to the project that threatened the livelihoods of indigenous people that are dependent on the river. The Brazilian Public Prosecutor's Office has now suspended the project's license, citing the absence of prior consultation with the communities that could be impacted, especially indigenous communities, and the lack of information on the effects of the project on the community. This is a huge achievement, which happened because union leaders like Carmen Foro and other labor activists led a broad coalition of community members, fishers, family farmers, youth, women, and Quilombo community groups raised awareness about the negative impacts of the waterway construction and campaigned to end the project, which they viewed as potentially leading to environmental destruction on jobs and communities. This process is not over, there will still be a negotiation to reach a resolution, but suspension of the project is truly a victory for the Riverside communities and for the democratic process. Now, let's hear from Carmen Foro, a rural activist, former Secretary General of the Central Union of Workers of Brazil, and now part of the federal government in the Ministry of Women. Carmen describes the struggle in this April 2022 episode. Hello, sisters and brothers, and welcome to the Solidarity Center podcast, an interview show that highlights and celebrates the individuals working for labor rights, the freedom to form unions, and democracy across the globe. I'm your host, Shauna Bader-Blau. I'm also the executive director of the Solidarity Center in Washington, D.C. We're the largest U.S.-based international worker rights organization. We empower workers to raise their voice for dignity on the job, for justice in their communities, and for greater equality in the global economy, and for one just future. Many of us are rightly concerned about the impact corporations are having on the environment and the resulting degradation and climate crisis we see unfolding around us. And for many workers, especially marginalized workers, the crisis is here, now. Flooding, drought, and extreme weather events are pushing workers to migrate, often in low-wage jobs under dangerous conditions. Workers in highly polluting industries face the dual impacts of occupational health and safety hazards and environmental degradation. I could talk more about the effects of the climate crisis on these workers and the wrenching harm they suffer because of poor environmental stewardship by corporations and governments. But on this episode, it's more important to hear from someone on the front lines of the crisis. Carmen Foro, union leader from Brazil, is going to tell us what's happening in the Amazon region in Para State, a dense, lush rainforest where she was born. Right now, a community that makes its livelihood in the Amazon is standing up to the Brazilian government that, without consulting with the people most affected, is on the verge of undertaking a blasting and dredging project along a river waterway that would destroy their livelihoods. 
Carmen is deeply invested in her community, where she was a leader in the Rural Workers Union, making the connection between the living environment and the right of workers to support themselves. Carmen is now Secretary General of the Central Union of Workers in Brazil, or CUT, the largest trade union federation in Brazil and the fifth largest in the world. Before we start, we've talked a few times on this podcast about C-190, the International Labor Organization Treaty to Address Violence and Sexual Harassment in the Workplace. Today we're talking about C-169, the Indigenous and Tribal Peoples Convention to protect Indigenous peoples that has technically been in force in Brazil since 2002. When a country like Brazil ratifies C-169, it means it must safeguard the natural resources of indigenous and tribal lands, including the right of its peoples to participate in the use, management, and conservation of these resources. And one more production note, we're presenting this episode with all of Carmen's original interview in Portuguese. It's a little different than some of our recent episodes, but I think it's important to hear all of the passion and emotion in Carmen's voice as she tells her story and the story of the indigenous communities that are being put at risk by corporations, as well as the government that should be protecting them. Meu nome é Carmen Foro, sou agricultora familiar do estado do Pará, no coração da Amazônia. E estou secretária-geral da CUT Brasil. So my name is Carmen Foro. I am a family farmer in the state of Pará, which is in the heart of the Amazon, and I am currently secretary-general at the CUT here in Brazil. A CUT é uma central sindical brasileira, a maior do Brasil, e ela congrega Diferente de muitas centrais, ela congrega trabalhadores urbanos e trabalhadores rurais. No caso dos agricultores familiares, nós somos milhares na CUT. É uma das maiores bases sindical da Central Única dos Trabalhadores e das Trabalhadoras, a CUT. So the CUT is a union, uh, it's a union of unions here in Brazil, it's the largest association of unions in Brazil. And differently from other association of, associations of unions, we have both urban and rural workers in our union. And uh, the family farmers represents actually thousands and thousands of members within the CUT. E eu quero falar, compartilhar sobre a experiência da caravana. É, na minha região, no Rio Tocantins, já existem muitas obras de produção de energia de transporte hidroviário. And I want to share a little bit about the experience with the caravan. In the region of the Tocantins rivers, river, we have uh, many infrastructure construction works right now uh, undergoing, both in the energy and also in the transportation, in the hydroway transportation sector. Na década de 70, foi construída a segunda maior hidrelétrica neste rio. So in the 70s, the second largest hydropower plant was built in this river, the Tocantins River. Como nós sabemos, o capital planeja suas obras para centenas de anos. And as we know, capital plans its construction works to last for hundreds of years. Esta etapa será a será a etapa da construção da hidrovia Araguaia-Tocantins. 
So now we are seeing the stage of construction of the Araguaia Tocantins Hydroway. Para que serve essa hidrovia? What is this hydroway for? Ela serve para transportar soja, minérios que vêm do Mato Grosso para chegar a Barcarena, um porto estratégico, e transportar esta soja e minérios para Europa e Ásia. So, uh, what is this hydroway designed for? Well, its intention is to transport soy, soybean and iron ore from the state of Mato Grosso in Brazil into a port called Barcarena, and from this port, the soybean and the iron ore will be exported into the European Union and into Asia. Nós não temos problema contra o desenvolvimento. We have nothing against development. Porém, ao passar pelo nosso rio, as barcaças transportando soja e minérios, ela deixa um lastro de destruição ambiental profundo. However, uh, this hydroway, it brings barges, and these barges, as they go through our river, transporting soy and iron ore, they leave behind a trace of destruction. Ela deve destruir do seu caminho, tirar do seu caminho, um pedral chamado Pedral do Lourenço, que tem milhares de anos construído pela natureza, que deverá ser implodido por três anos. And to build this hydroway, they will remove or rather explode a region of rocks, which is called Pedral do Lourenço. And these rocks have been there for thousands of years. They were created by nature. And these rocks will be exploded throughout a period of three years. Três anos de implosão. Não sobrará nenhum peixe, nenhuma alga, nenhum ser vivo. So with three years of explosives in these rocks, there will be no fish left, no algae left, no living thing. Este rio é tão importante para a vida que economicamente é sustentável. This river is uh, so important for life in that region that is, it is uh, sustainable from an economic perspective. A peixe para vender inclusive para fora do estado. We have enough fish to be sold even for other states as well. É um lugar turístico, o Pedral do Lourenço. The Pedral do Lourenço, this region of rocks, is a touristic spot. Não gerará mil empregos. Eu estou sendo generosa. And this project will not create not even a thousand jobs. And I'm even being generous here. E deixará um prejuízo incalculável. And the losses to the regional life uh, is, uh, aren't calculated. Não bastando uh, a destruição do Pedral do Lourenço, próximo a um outro município, onde tem uma espécie de reservatório de pescado, o rio será dragado todos os anos. So, as if the explosions in these rocks were not enough, in a nearby city, there is a reservoir where we have plenty of fish, and this reservoir will be drained for many years to come. A voz da população da região não foi escutada. The voice of the local population has not been heard. A Convenção 169 da OIT não respeitada. Convention 169 from the ILO has not been respected. 
Os estudos de impactos ambientais apontam 20 problemas graves. Environmental impact studies show 20 severe problems with a project. A população não tem informação. Population has no access to information. Então nós resolvemos fazer um projeto de mobilização e empoderamento das comunidades locais. So we decided to design a project to mobilize and empower local communities. Nós temos um site chamado Comunidades Amazônicas. So we have a website which is called Comunidades Amazônicas. Onde tem muitas informações, onde tem muitas informações sobre esse nosso projeto. Where you find plenty of information about our project. E nós tem lá todas as informações. Nós Resolvemos visitar os municípios à margem do rio. So, in this website, there's plenty of information, and we've also decided to visit the cities and municipalities that are around the banks of the river. Comunidades quilombolas, pescadores, agricultores familiares, familiares jovens, mulheres, eh, associações trabalhadores da área da saúde, a universidade, a igreja católica até o momento, com a participação também de alguns outros religiosos, é, montamos essa caravana. Então, na caravana tinha uma representatividade, uma diversidade muito grande. So we've set up this caravan uh, to visit these cities. And this caravan included an amazing diversity of people. We had representatives from the Quilombola population, from fishermen communities, from family farmers, from local youth, women, different grassroots associations, from the health sector, from universities, the Catholic Church, and also other religions. They were all part of this diverse caravan. Para que nossa voz chegue a algum lugar, ao governo do Estado e ao governo federal. And we want our voice to reach uh, different places. We want our voices to reach the state government and the federal government as well. Há uma disputa de narrativa cotidiana. And there is an ongoing dispute for narratives. Sobre este projeto. About this specific project. Nós temos uma certeza. But we are certain of one thing. Ele não serve para a população local. This project is not good for the local population. E se ele for concretizado, and if this project comes to an end, if it's finished, será o fim do nosso rio. This will actually mean the end of our river. Então, no, o que nós queremos? So what we want, nós queremos que o futuro governo converse com a população. We want the future administration to talk to the population. E nos dê garantias de direitos do rio. And we want the future administration to give us guarantees on the rights for the future of this river. Eu quero envelhecer à margem deste rio. I want to get old by the banks of this river. Eu quero que meus filhos saibam que eu lutei por este rio. I want my children to know that I fought for this river. Eu, é isso que eu quero. Eu sempre falo de forma coletiva. Não tenho muito tempo para falar de mim. And that's what I want. I always speak from a very collective perspective. I never have time to speak about myself. Eu não conheço outra experiência a não ser a experiência de ser uma cabocla da Amazônia. 
I don't know any different experience than the experience of being a local Amazonian person. Conheço um pouco fora, porque eu sou secretária-geral da CUT, tenho a oportunidade de conhecer o Brasil, mas tenho a seguinte compreensão, que a luta ela precisa ser do global para o local e do local para o global. I know a little bit of other places because as secretary-general of the CUT, I do travel around Brazil, but I, there's one thing that I do understand, that this fight needs to come from the global perspective to the local perspective and from the local perspective into the global perspective as well. Por isso eu valorizo muito o trabalho de base. That's why I really value grassroots work and grassroots movement. Então, falar de mim é falar de todos os outros. Então, a nossa história, ela é muito uma história comum, né? A luta das mulheres, a luta dos agricultores. E esses projetos são projetos assassinos. So actually speaking about me is speaking about all other people. You know, it's a common struggle and a common battle. It's the battle of farmers. It's the battle of women. And this project is a project that might kill all of that. Porque no meio rural, à margem do rio, a gente não separa. A vida está toda conectada. Quem é pescador, quem é agricultor. E a nossa preocupação de fundo é a ganância do capitalismo, por onde passar essa hidrovia, vai vir junto o agronegócio, a monocultura, os conflitos agrários, poluição do rio, o desrespeito à população que navega o rio, vai ser vai ser privatizado o rio. Uh, and in these rural areas and around the river, we make no difference between these two things. Life just happens. Everyone lives together. Uh, everyone is connected. The fisherman communities, the farmer communities. And our main concern is with the greed of capitalism. We know that if this hi uh, hydroway is constructed, if it's uh, built, then it will bring together with it agribusiness, uh, interests, monoculture, land conflicts, pollution, a lack of respect for the populations who live there, the river will essentially be privatized. Portanto, nosso grande desafio é mobilizar a sociedade local. So our major challenge is to mobilize local society. Disputar a nossa narrativa. We want to have our narrative heard. Pressionar os governos. We want to put pressure on governments. Implementação da Convenção 69. We want to implement 169 convention from the ILO. Políticas públicas. We want public policies. De preservação do rio. To preserve the river. E nós entendemos que este é o caminho democrático da construção dos nossos direitos. And we believe this is the democratic way to build and preserve our rights. Este é o caminho que garante o nosso futuro e a nossa vida. This is the way to ensure our future and our life. Wow, so very powerful. Carmen expressed so beautifully that how we treat the environment impacts workers, their jobs, their communities. When you hear her talk about the Token Cheese River and the ways that corporations and even the Brazilian government intend to mistreat and misuse that resource, it becomes clear that workers need to take action. 
because unchecked greed has fueled environmental destruction and climate change and worsened inequality and eroded worker rights. All of these things are connected and Carmen shows how workers through their unions and their communities must be meaningfully included in decision-making. People and the democratic process must come before profits and no unions on earth do this better than the Brazilians. That diverse movement is the essence of social justice unionism that the Brazilian labor movement brings to the struggle for the environment and to the fight to democracy and worker rights that they have been leading for decades. All people must have the right to a decent life on their own terms, and unions have a critical role to play in advancing this right. The best climate and environmental solutions are those that not only protect the planet, but also advance this more just society like the Brazilians are trying to build. And this can only be achieved through this meaningful inclusion that Carmen really represents and is a leader in. Worker justice is connected to climate justice. As in Brazil, workers and their unions worldwide are joining a climate justice movement now, bolstered by their support from and participation in broad-based coalitions as well as long-term experience in people-centered policy and legislative activism and advocacy in their respective countries. Thank you, Sister Carmen for sharing your incredibly powerful story. I am so deeply moved by your experiences, your passion, your dedication to the people who make their living along the Tokenchis River, ensuring they will continue to be able to support themselves there through the life-giving forest, river, and land. Your words, your actions, your commitment inspire us all. And a special thanks to our interpreter, Beatrice Veloso, for helping us to bring this story to our listeners. You can follow and subscribe to the Solidarity Center podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your shows. Learn more about the Solidarity Center at SolidarityCenter.org and follow our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Solidarity Center podcast is a member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network, and our show is produced and engineered by Adam Yaffe. A special thanks to the staff of the Solidarity Center who assisted with this podcast. In more than 60 countries around the world, we work to ensure a righteous future for workers, dignity, freedom, equality, and justice. For the Solidarity Center podcast, I'm Shauna Bader-Blau. Thanks for listening.